You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hey, y'all. Spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley, not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. Hey there, Monster Talk listeners. I hope you're doing okay. Karen and I have been diligently recording and have some really fun interviews already in the can, and we're hoping to give you a fun, spooky, and content-filled October. I know you hear me plugging our Patreon feed every episode, but I wanted to give you another taste of my Patreon bonus project that I'm calling Big Footage. The concept of Big Footage came to me after listener Derek Tatum, who runs the horror track at DragonCon, invited me on a panel about Bigfoot cinema. I thought I'd rewatch The Legend of Boggy Creek and a few 1970s Bigfoot documentaries and be ready to go. Oh, the hubris. I discovered there's more than 200 Bigfoot movies out there, and that number keeps growing. So I decided to try and watch one a month and then share my thoughts with listeners. Each episode, I try to spend 15 to 20 minutes on these movies, and my goal is to knock out one a month for patrons only. Some of these movies are great, and some of them are more of a test of endurance. Here is a sample of our latest episode on one of the most controversial Bigfoot movies ever made. You can hear the complete episode at patreon.com forward slash monster talk by subscribing at any level of support. This is episode five of the series. And I'm very excited about my upcoming episodes and hope you can join me for the ride. Okay, roll it. Dr. Harris? Inspector Slack from the Sheriff's Department is here. He has some questions he'd like to ask you. He'd like to know what happened to you and your students. Oh, yes. I want to tell him. I want to tell everyone what's going on in that forest. Inspector, those stories, those horror stories you heard about in the forest, they're true. They're all true. There is a demon, a creature. When it comes to movies with demons in the title, I usually don't think they're going to be Bigfoot films. But here we are. Big footage. Welcome to Big Footage, the Patreon bonus feature where I watch one of the hundreds of Bigfoot films out there and share my thoughts and occasional context and trivia. Let's start this episode out with some disambiguation. We are talking about the indie horror pick, Night of the Demon. It's a movie about a murderous Bigfoot creature. We're not talking about Curse of the Demon, the fantastic film based on the story Casting the Runes by M.R. James. It's in the trees. It's coming. The demon! That superb film was edited and released in England as Night of the Demon in 1957. 
There's more to say about England in this episode, but we're not going to be talking about the black and white classic here. We're also not talking about the 1988 slasher film, Night of the Demons. The teen-themed slasher film where a Halloween party at an old funeral home turns deadly when demons arrive. A full moon. A spooky, deserted mansion. Halloween night. Night of the Demons. Party till you drop. And we're not talking about the 1971 film, sometimes titled Night of the Demon, which is an indie witch film and more widely known as The Touch of Satan. It could have been a love story, but The Touch of Satan turned it into a nightmare. The Night of the Demon we're talking about is directed by James C. Wasson and stars Michael Cutt and Paul Kelleher, along with Melanie Graham and Lynn Eastman. It has lots of actors for an indie picture, and we'll get to that. But I wanted to point out one more oddity you may find when trying to locate this movie. I have seen it listed with release dates of 1979, 1980, and 1983. It's the same movie, but IMDb lists it as a 1983 release. Amazon, which owns IMDb, also has that date on their Prime streaming service. And by the way, the version I've linked to in the show notes on YouTube and the version streaming on Prime both appear to be the uncut release with all the gore and nudity, including the full frontal male nudity, intact. At least to begin with. We'll get to that. If you are squeamish or you are prudish, this Bigfoot film is not for you. Also, there will be some spoilers ahead, but I don't think anything I can say here will actually be able to spoil this film. It's hard to know where to begin with this movie. As a horror movie, the film doesn't seem to be well-known these days. It probably wouldn't be notable except for a few strange details. First, it's an independently produced movie, and the filmmakers obviously threw everything they could think of into the mix to see what would stick. Teens in peril? Check. Softcore porn scene? Check. Brutal murders by super-strength monster? Check. Killers, point-of-view camera work? Check. Backwoods cults? Check. Penis ripped off by Bigfoot. Check. Camping footage. Wait, wait. Penis ripped off by Bigfoot? Okay, yeah, so here is where the film gets caught up in historic moments of cinema. The United Kingdom had a law in the books called the Obscene Publications Act of 1959. In the early 1980s, as home videos became a popular form of entertainment, moralistic activists and the British government teamed up to, quote, take action, end quote, against the scourge of unregulated, disgusting, and obscene material being offered up to children in the kingdom. Okay, I'm being a little bit sarcastic, but the simple fact is that the British government was, and still is, putting people behind bars for what's often a question of differing tastes in film. Oh, have we got a video? Yes, we've got a video! <laughs> There's a famous list of 72 films that were banned during this period. They were known as Video Nasties and included films that many people love, like Dario Argento's Tenebre, Lucio Fulci's Zombie, Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead, and of course, the topic of this episode, Night of the Demon. 
I find myself in a strange spot reviewing this movie. If I had seen it in the 1980s, I probably would have either hated the film for its shoddy craftsmanship, or I would have thought of it as purely a piece of indie exploitation. But I've seen a few thousand films since the 1980s, and I found this movie significantly more fun than I expected. Yes, it's gory. Yes, its sexual content's not really to my taste. And yes, the audio on the film is as muddy as the Mississippi, but it had some distinctive content that I really enjoyed, including the unexpected appearance of some downright Lovecraftian horror elements. But surely, that's enough pre-ramble. Let's get to the plot. This film has a rapping narrative. Not like the music, but like there's a rapping story that goes around the interior content. Anyway, it opens up in a hospital where we meet investigators who are searching for missing students. In the bed is the bandaged face of college anthropology instructor, Professor Nugent. He'd like to know what happened to you and your students. Oh, yes. I want to tell him. I want to tell everyone what's going on in that forest. We're told that he's been burned so badly that he's unrecognizable. But he's able to talk perfectly clearly, and thus we begin our story. The film is basically a series of flashbacks, some of which contain deeper flashbacks. It's like a Bigfoot-themed Russian nesting doll. I'm not going to go through every side quest that comes up in this film, but because the story starts with this rapper, and within the story there are flashbacks and additional narratives, the film could get very complicated to describe, but it's easy enough to understand if you watch it. Our main narrative is about Professor Nugent and his students. While we're still in the rapping story, Nugent reminds the police of that fisherman that was brutally murdered not too long ago. And we then get a flashback to watch that fisherman have his arm ripped off, complete with splurting blood in silhouette. And at this point, we're only like three minutes into this film. Blood pours from the stump of the dead fisherman into a Bigfoot's print which turns it into a red icon of death and destruction and the title image. And that really sums up my challenge with this movie. There are sections where the actors, the shots, the sound, and other properties are quite terrible. I'll tell you why your help is so important to us, Wanda. We know that people living back in this area are able to see things that average people would never have a chance to. We believe that there is a creature living in these mountains that's on the verge of extinction and possibly a close relative to man. All we're interested in doing is finding out what it is for certain. Some of the stories go back to the Indians, centuries, about a large ape-like creature they called Sasquatch. But then there's these points where you can really see the filmmakers were trying to make something professional and as good as they possibly could. That title spot is just, I love it. It's great. I really need to have a recurring moment in each of these episodes about the music that shows up in these early Bigfoot films. Here's a little sample from this one. I guess this is sort of the love theme from Night of the Demon. to our story within the story but still the main story we go to professor nugent's class where he shows a found footage film so yes that's a found footage film within a flashback within the film 
Alrighty then, that was a taste of big footage. Again, you can listen to all our Patreon bonus content at any level of support. Thanks again, and if you want to support the show but can't afford to participate on Patreon right now, your five-star reviews on your podcasting platform of choice or sharing the show with your friends and family are the best way to help us grow our audience. Thank you so much for listening. Links to our Patreon feed at patreon.com forward slash monster talk are in the show notes. Mm-hmm.